0: Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast, the new voice of voice of success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys, and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison.
1: Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, people just doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to CEOs, we talk to athletes, um, we talk to influencers, we talk to scientists, we talk to people that are just doing really cool things that we can take bits and pieces out of their journey and, and the things that they're doing, and hopefully apply them to our own lives. And uh, I know we have one of those guests today. We have some uh, some really cool stuff that you're going to be able to take away. Just before we jump into that, um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that Epitome Sportswear has been a, a supporter of us. Um, and if you haven't checked out their stuff, just know that um, they're very aligned with what we do here, where uh, they look at things from a, a whole life success standpoint, in that uh, obviously, there's there's a real kind of athletic um, uh, focus to some of their wear, but it, uh, some of it is is very connected to just getting out and doing things. And so, uh, um, so their motto is live life fully. And that aligns really, well with us the other thing is that they do uh, a lot to give back to the communities they serve so um, they're working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport and so for that reason a portion of their profits also go to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports so um, definitely check them out you can go to our instagram profile and go through the bio there uh, or just go to epitome e-p-i-t-o-m-e sportswear.com and uh, and check it out Um, And so today, really happy to have uh, Jacqueline uh, Cordero with us. Um, She's actually a registered nurse, but she's also a, a personal transformation specialist coach an influencer, a model, a writer, um, and a fitness competition athlete as well. So um, uh, she has combined her her healthcare education and fitness to do some really cool things. Um, at the Natural Toronto uh, Pro Qualifier uh, recently, she placed first in both Open and Masters categories. So um, she's also, I know, just uh, also been named an Oxygen Ambassador as well. So that, that's pretty cool as well. So, so first of all, um, lots of really neat things happening uh, right now for you um but um welcome and and thanks for taking the time out to talk to us today
2: well i am flattered that you asked me to come on of course um anything i can do to kind of raise awareness to a a more positive vibe lately because we've kind of crushed this whole pandemic thing so it's kind of nice to be able to celebrate some good right
1: yeah and and that's what we try to do. I mean a lot of um a lot of real cool things have come out of some of these uh, what's been happening too as well. So we try to focus a lot on that and 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 you um I mean you're a good example of that. You went to um University of Windsor for nursing and obviously have have that profession. Um but where did the desire come out um to to do some of these other things that are they're they're I I think related but at the same time quite quite different in what you do with them.
2: I'll be honest with you. I think Ever since I was a young um, child, um, just whether it's playing outside sports with my brothers or, you know, just with a neighborhood could you know what it was like to play all day long and come in yeah. to just for dinner, that kind of thing. Um, I've always been very um, enthralled and in, in, in interested in, in anything physical sports, uh, the competitive aspect of it, the discipline major. Uh, it was a major thing for me. But uh, my parents and my brothers exposed me to a lot of things that normally I feel like um, that I may, may not have been exposed to just because for the simple reason that, um, you know, I just feel like I always was, I was always trying to keep up to them. So whatever that meant, I did. And then, um, so I just, I kept that as a young girl. And then it it just kind of morphed into my young adulthood. And um, I just, I don't like being stagnant. And I don't like staying the same i'm always trying to do something better or different you know yeah, just to yeah keep myself engaged and to you know have that that uh, zest for life kind of thing so yeah,
1: yeah yeah well and i know that you've also in the past talked about um how, you know, fitness and, and good nutrition and those things have really, um, they helped you personally when you were going through stressful things like university and stuff like that. Lots of people are listening that are going, have gone through a lot of stress, like you were talking about. Um, yeah. How did that help you? And, and you know, is that something that you really kind of talk about with your, with the people you coach and things like that as well?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I am a firm believer that um, anything that happens in life, uh, positive or negative, will um, help you later on in life with, to be able to be prepared to handle things, right? So, mm-hmm. at a young age, my parents uh, separated and got divorced, and that was a stressful time. So, I channeled a lot of kind of what my emotions were um, into something physical, so that I was able to kind of feel like at least I had something to look forward to when I was in control, and I, I had, you know, um, I could put what I wanted into it, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, as you get older, um, you realize that a lot of like experiences do help others and they can relate and I think the the best way um really to describe just the connection is to be genuinely authentically yourself you know people just want to be able to break down barriers and they want to be able to relate and then they want to be able to trust and then I think when that happens with clients magical things can happen it's amazing you know
1: Yeah, well, and, and, um, you know, one of the things that people talk about right now is it uh, kind of going through those experiences builds a resiliency, I guess, that's, that's also helping people now. I mean, you, you talked about that, um, some of the things that you went through when you were younger, and, and, um, uh, and also even, you know, being a nurse and and dealing with some of the stuff that you do there, I'm sure does that, it, it, you know, yeah. is that is that something you learned? Is it something that's innate with you? Where did where did you get that to start with? And And does it just get come through experiences
2: well you know and the thing is about me and I, my mom always says she's like you always um, have like five pots going at the same time or if you don't you need to try to find a pot because you get you know you get bored quickly but when I graduated from nursing school of course what job do I pick ER like what yeah. new grad does that your white knuckles <laughs> just to work for the first year of your life and you're stressed out and I had uh, a, a child that wasn't even one years old and um, you know, you just try to balance all these things cause you just want to, you want to work hard at doing well at everything. And a lot of mothers, um, fathers for that matter, parents, we put so much stress on ourselves to be able to be perfect, you know, especially when you start having a family. So you try to balance things and sometimes you lose sight of some of those things and you forget to put into yourself. And when this whole self-care thing starts to deplete and then there's nothing left. Um, I think that's when other things become imbalanced and you just kind of lose your way right? So Mm -hmm. it's, um, life experience, um, as a nurse. Um, I actually took police foundations before I went into nursing because policing was probably my other go-to, but, um, those types of, um, interest in, in little events in your life or things you're exposed to all make for, um, a better version of you later. If you tap into that kind of thing. So, hmm.
1: well, and you mentioned there, um, having to balance all of those things, especially at, at different points in your life, they change what those are, but, but sure, you're, yeah. you're a mom, you're, you're a professional, and you also have all these other things. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you try to balance some of that yourself?
2: Well, you know, with, with my two daughters, they're nine and 10. Um, they're everything, right? Like mm-hmm. anyone that has children or people that have people that they care about, they understand the value of um, nurturing it. So with the physical aspect of it, I always try to you know, engage with my daughter, participate if we're, you know, we're doing food prep on Sunday, they come into the kitchen, and I'm like, okay, here's the proper way to use a knife. Here's a proper, this is a cutting, you know, we try to, it's a learning experience, but I'm also exposing them to other things, nutrition, what's good, what's not, um, you know, self-care, being mindful. So those are, there's opportun- opportunities with everything I have to do that I can kind of integrate them into, if that makes sense. So yeah. uh, working out in the morning, they know that that's my time. They'll come down sometimes when they wake up early and they'll be like, Hey mom, here we go. And then, you know, she'll, you know, she'll try to demonstrate something that she feels comfortable doing. And it's awesome. You know, so those, I take those moments and I try to incorporate them into my daily life. You know um, yeah. of course there's some things that they can't be involved in or participate in, but I certainly have those conversations with them. So I, I try to balance my children in my fitness industry and the other you know things that you do um together by just trying to get them involved
1: yeah yeah and
2: I think it's a really really important um part of my communication to them is that the good and the bad it can't just be the good you know you they have to understand both sides of it Mm -hmm. so that uh, the hard work the the dedication the eating right the educating always wanting to um be a better version all of those things matter but that's a lot of work and um so they have to see that they can't just see the trophy or the hey girls look you know that kind of thing because it's uh i want to be able to make them the most realistic with you know what their strategy is going to be to
1: climb through life so yeah yeah uh, and well and there's probably a lot of people that can um, connect well with what you're saying right now because um that that integration piece in in life is even more so right now because so many people have been home for a long time or there's just a very different way of of handling whether it's school or work or all of those things as well and um, you know during that time you i know had had kind of built out uh um you know some online stuff and and things like that that um that uh, i'm sure just became even that much more important why don't you tell us a bit about that but how how was that to learn that at the same time as uh, um because yeah. it, that's it, it's it's different than anything you've done before like in that yeah, I mean I know exactly. the material is 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 familiar I'm sure but building your own kind of online piece and more of an entrepreneurial chunk to it is is difficult I'm sure
2: yeah yeah well um I'll be honest with you it was a great um it was a great it was, a, it was probably the most extreme challenge I've ever been posed to with my yeah. life because you wake up, you know, you're expected to go to school, then you graduate from university, and then you have a stable job and you're secure and you're secure and you're secure. Leaving that into wanting to really do what I wanted to do, which was my passion and fitness, was a struggle for me to let kind of that go. Um, but what I really didn't realize is that the way that I was handling and communicating and um, guiding my, my clients was exactly what nurses do with their patients. So it was like a collaboration of like, and I just felt like this is the best thing since sliced bread. Like I have the best of both worlds. So that's why I'm so, um, focused on like the healthy approachable things. I don't know everything, but I do know what works for me. So, you know, I'll extend that to others. Right. Um, but I'll be honest. Um, uh, I just, I feel like it was a time when the, the pandemic first hit and I, I always had clients that I would just, you know, meet at the gym or they go to the same gym. I'm like, come on and I'll help you out, whatever. Cause I was always busy working. So I never really made my fitness a full-time thing. Yeah. But when the pandemic hit, there was, uh, I had a lot of friends reaching out. They were spiraling. A lot of them became a little bit, de- I would say depressed, um, lost focus of who they were. And I was like, wow, this, this can't be. And I, and then I'm just like, okay, you know what, I'll send you a a meal plan. I'll send you a training plan. And you follow that. And then every week we'll check in. And we'll see how you're doing, Uh, you know, things you want to improve things that you could do better, or things that um, you want to praise and celebrate this kind of a conversation and just unfolds very organically. And then before you know it, you you get a connection with your client. And they're like, Okay, I believe in you. And I, I believe in them, because you know, people want to change. They want to know what's for the better. And if they feel good during the process, they're going to adapt to it and they're going to take it long-term. So that was kind of, it was just a couple people here and there. Um, and then I got to the point where, um, you know, Windsor, it's a small city,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but things kind of spread like wildfire. And then I just i just started getting clients. So I'd get like challenge clients of 10. And then all of a sudden it would build up and build up and now um, it's a full-time job being on uh, check-ins. but you know that's the that's the part i find the most successful is the connection because we're kind of we've kind of lost that right in the last two years yeah um so i feel like that's why it's it's so important to have those check-ins i mean you can give anybody a meal plan you can give anybody a training plan but sometimes it's it's good to educate or to say did you want to ask why i have this as a meal option did you you know what i mean like that that kind of a conversation where you don't really get that's part of the nursing part right so it's uh
1: Yeah. Well, and and how much of a how much of it is um, just the community connection with some of those people as well? Because if you have a group of people, um, I mean, I'm sure that that a lot of it is just something that had been missing for a while. Probably they find through something like that
0: as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. People just want to connect. You know, people just want to know that they're um, that you believe in them because that can go a long way you know i feel like the, that positive energy that you you know you try to get bring out of people it's infectious and then it's just starts spreading like wildfire like i said and you know and uh people gravitate to energy they like that you know that piece of like hey whatever they're doing or whatever they're on i want it you know that kind of thing yeah um but yeah so it's um uh, it's it's been great because um i feel that uh, especially with because I, i'm a woman that was young athletic had two children in two years, competed, all these things, all these challenges. So I have experience. It's no BS. It's just, and I don't know everything, but I do, I will always lend a hand and actually, um, engage into like immerse myself into, you know, how can we fix this or how can we make this client better? You know, yeah. like I literally take it as like, it's my job because I, I truly love it. And I think yeah. that's different. Right. Um,
1: Have you found, I I mean, I know one thing that, that people find is there you have, um, when you build your own stuff, you do things differently because of experiences that you've had, whether they're negative or positive, are there things that you didn't enjoy with kind of your own connections in the fitness industry or any of those things that, that you've changed since it's your own approach now?
2: Yeah. So, um, with respect to plant-based, when I first started competing, um, you know, it's bewildering to say the least. You're a yeah. little fish in a giant ocean, and you're just like, okay, well, how do I find my way in there? I feel dory. You know, you're just you <laughs> do yeah. got a lot to learn. Um <laughs> anyway, so um competing, I would do chicken, you know, white chicken, eggs, yep. broccoli, the Rocky Balboa diet. Everybody knows, <laughs> that, so we don't have to go into it. Um, but yeah, so uh, I decided to compete after I had my first daughter five months to the day I stepped on stage and, uh, maybe that was now looking back on it could have been a little postpartum, but I dealt with it in a physical way, but that's how I've always dealt with things in my life. I just channeled my energy into something physical. Was I unhealthy about it? Well, I mean, the consumption of animal protein that I had in a day probably wasn't the best, you know, Plus, I'm coming out hormones from a child, from having a baby, and that takes time. And, I, you know, there's patients that need, to be, you know, all those things, looking back on it. But I will say, from doing that a couple times, um, and then competing, and I think there was a time where I, I went to go make chicken, and I was like, I'm done with the chicken. Like, I'm just done with <laughs> it. And I just, like, threw it. I don't even know if I threw it at someone, or if I just threw it, and it just hit the garbage yeah. can. Um, But anyways... So I started to uh, research, and I started to kind of—I uh, found myself intrigued about. Uh, I heard about this doctor Michael Greger. I'm like, Who's this gentleman? So I look him up, and I'm like, hmm. Then I—I I, I bought one of his books, *How Not to Die*, and literally because it was had so much evidence-based stats and research in it. That's the kind of thing that I gravitate to because I don't. I, yes, I, I appreciate and respect people's opinions, but. Sometimes you need a little bit more value in, in, in numbers. And I guess that's kind of how I wrap my head around some things, but everything that he said made sense. So I tried a couple of things and then it, was just, it wasn't really the food that he was labeling it's how he approached that, con- that. There was a part in the book that said, you have to listen to your body in order to understand what you're doing to it. It'll tell you everything you need to know. And I was like, mm, okay, let's just try this out. I went through and I just was very mindful of things that I knew I didn't digest well. And I just found that it was meat and it was uh, dairy and it was the things that um, I first cut out on my diet and I never have felt better. Now, it's not to say that that's right or wrong for people. It's just what I went through, you know, but the benefits of um, recovery after working out, the strength that I would have. I'm running around after an eight and uh, 16 month old, right? all day yeah. long. And I'm able yeah. to do all these things because I was, I was really starting to be mindful of what my body needed. So then I just started to take it even further. And, and I looked up books and I bought a bunch of cooking books, you know, and things that just, so you could just along the way. And it's a lot of trial and error, but I'll tell you, I, I think the best thing I could have ever done for myself is, isn't, well, I would say veganism. no, but major plant-based focus, yes. I'd say yeah. nine to 10 in my life. Um, yeah, I just, and I encourage all of my clients to, to do that or to gradually, or even just think about incorporating more plants, not to convert. It's not my job to convert people. It's, not, yep. I, it's just my job yep. to say, hey, this is what works. But nine times out of 10, when we start doing these things, it's a game changer for my clients yeah. and for me because I'm yeah. learning from them because of their response. Yeah, It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's uh, and that comes from your nursing background, too. Obviously, the evidence evidence based part of it as well is that um, a lot of people will take different trends and things like that. But it's um, being able to look at, you know, actual data and see kind of what what works makes sense. So,
2: Um,
1: you know, you've you've talked about having those people. um, I'm assuming that um, you take a lot of inspiration away from them, because if you are doing transformation work where people are you know considerably changing and and you know it may it may seem like a physical transformation but I'm sure there's much more than that that happens along yeah. the way regardless if, if it's intentional or not so um yeah. is, is that true like is that something that that kind of drives you as you go through this
0: um
2: yeah you know what I think I've always been the the one that's always tried to fix things um like in the family or someone's hurt, I'd run to them I was always, I'm all, I've always been that person but I will say um through doing this now two years in and pretty deep into it uh change begins with a change in your mental outlook, your insight, emotional development, like m- emotionally mature but emotionally strong enough to let all your vulnerabilities out. Most people don't want to do that. We I don't want to do that. Nobody wants people to see that, right? It's it's just one of those things. So um for most people and the reason why they're not successfully able to live a healthy lifestyle or to live a lifestyle that they're going to be satisfied with how they look physically how they feel physically that kind of thing um but it's it's mental and the ability to kind of be able to find those triggers and to solve them plow through them so they're no longer there your clients live this 2.0 2.0 version of, the, of their life it's, it's amazing you
1: yeah, know? yeah. very cool and
2: it's, it's progress not perfection right it doesn't like whatever progress is is what it is so yeah
1: yeah, yeah. well and that's that's a great way to look at it. I mean um, how do you because uh, this is almost a two-sided question well how do you do it for yourself but then how, how do you also um, if you think of setting goals for yourself you know as you go through do you have a do you use the same process for yourself as you do for your clients um and so uh you important. know tell us about it so <laughs> yeah
2: that's so important and I actually wanted to put that to the test last year because mm-hmm. even though I talk and after I think you know when you're a teacher you have to still kind of come back to your student ways whether it's to compete or do something at the level up to make sure you know you're at where you should be and how you're functioning right like you yeah. practice what you preach so I decided last year to compete um, after I hadn't in, in probably about four years. And uh it was an eight-week prep. I was my coach. Uh people looked at me like I was crazy when I told them backstage I was plant-based. And they were like, Who who is your coach? And I'm like, What does that mean? I'm like, hey, I'm my coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll take that as flattery. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I applied the same concepts that I do with my clients every single day for eight weeks. I applied the same technique of, um, my approach to nutrition. Um, my training was the same, but I have always, um, I would say I follow a routine, but I always end up going into the gym, training something a little extra.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they ever asked me, do you train consistently the same thing? Never, never. Yeah. I don't know why I probably should uh, look into <laughs> that. A little bit. But anyways, <laughs> so I basically applied all those principles for eight weeks. Um, did a little more cardio than I normally would. And I came in and I, I feel like I did well for myself. There's always, you know, improvement that I could have, you know, overall or whatever the case may be. But um, it was, I think that whole process of going through that prep stage again, taught me something valuable. I will, I had so much more confidence and belief as to what I was doing with my clients, because what I did myself got me where I needed to be. Yeah. I always tell I said the process does not fail people fail the process so if I can believe in it that that much I'm told, I will always be down to help someone else for sure
1: now um, when you go to a, a competition like that how because um, in in some in some forms of sports and things like that the um uh the mental piece of it can be a huge part of it And now it's a culture. little bit different with that but I, I'm wondering is is it you know when you go into that, do you have to do anything from a mental performance perspective before you get there, or how does that uh, how does that work for you? because you are still competing beside somebody right there, and there is a whole kind of way well, yeah. of being able to do that so how does yeah. that work in in that field um
2: well I mean since the very first time I competed till now it's night and day, well at least yeah. the way I see it what I remember the first time I competed it was it felt um, being backstage it felt there wasn't a cohesiveness. It was kind of like people are sizing each other up. There was just a little bit of this a little bit. Didn't feel positive, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't like that climate. Um, yeah. Anyone that knows me knows, you know, Jack likes a little more positive, like, you know, where's the dance floor kind of thing. Not like, you know, that kind of thing. So I think over the years and it, and I'll be honest, I don't think it was really the people in the room. It was me. Like I felt that way, yeah. which is strange, you know, because I'm always a very pleasant person, but I was intimidated for the wrong reasons. When I competed this year, I literally made best friends with every single person. It was so much fun. I had so many great conversations. The motivation was just hype. It was amazing. Um, and you learn to stay in your own lane. You don't really like, yeah, sure. If someone looks better than you, then you better hope that you come in second. Cause that, that right then and there is, is achievement, right? yeah so you embrace that and you just go you know what? i'm gonna go out there and, and give my best and i'm gonna do what i need to do because i put the work in so you go i went in with a totally different attitude the whole way through this uh, the eight weeks it wasn't easy there was times where i woke up and i was like i would love to have a coach right now to tell me jack stop you look you're looking good you're you know, you're right where you need to be reassurance that i was on track i wanted that affirmation or i wanted someone to tell me that just you know yeah. but when you're your own coach Mm-mm. you have to <laughs>
1: you have to are you t- are you tougher on yourself than a coach would be if you had an external coach
2: if you ask my parents they're always going to say jack's tougher on herself um, <laughs> my friends would say that but it's just so it would
1: only be you that doesn't say that <laughs>
2: um yeah no i would say probably uh you are um there's a process that happens with and i'm uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure anyone that has competed will relate that there's a point in your journey when you're prepping that you kind of disconnect your head with your body, right? Because you're now looking away that you've never really looked before. There's all this unfamiliar territory. Uh, you're depleted, probably calorie deficit, you know, your water's probably not up to snuff. There's a lot of unhealthy aspects to it. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's that part where you can just connect and almost lose, like a, almost like a, a body dysmorphia or something like that. Um, but you have to have a good coach to remind you to stay focused and to and to try to be the healthiest you can during the process. I mean, obviously the sport the sport's not that healthy, or it can be unhealthy for yeah. some. Um, but uh, I think awareness and and that whole process really mentally, if you if you're not balanced, or if you suffer from mental illness, that's probably something you want to reconsider before you do that, or make sure you have a right coach guiding you through it. And after, because yeah. it's not enough just to bring someone to that, you have to be able to help rebound or reverse diet to kind of normalize things, especially with women and hormones and, you know, that kind of thing. Cause it's a, it's going from a high to a low, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah that, that's that's the first time i've I've heard people be really authentic about that part of it, I think because it's it's a lot of people if you see it outside and understand what happens to get to that point it's it it can be very difficult for some people as well so Absolutely. Um, it, it's good to to know like to be realistic about it too, which is good for other people so mm-hmm. um so one of the things that we we do, and and because you're a um, you coach people like this all the time, is is being able to you know the there's there's probably lots of people who are listening thinking wow that that sounds like something that um you know I really need to do I really need to you know make a change in my life maybe make some kind of physical transformation um you know a lot of people are sometimes very wary about how to start um, and so if as a as a coach are there two or three things that if people are listening right now that they could do right away to to kind of at least push themselves in that path and maybe get them started and uh and moving ahead in, in some kind of transformation
2: absolutely um well I think with anyone having a conversation in their head whether or not they want to change or not that means they want to change so when you decide that if there's something you don't like about where you're at or who you are on some level, whether it be physical or mental. I would say, what is your goal? Identify a goal as to what you want to achieve. You don't necessarily have to give yourself a timeline, but at least identify that goal. Now, once you identify it, go, okay, well, how much am I realistically willing to put in? Commit yourself. So whatever you commit yourself to, just be consistent with that. Because if you're consistent with those changes, progress will come. Now, it's up to that person how much they want to put in. That's why I'm saying just be realistic with yourself. Identify something and be kind to yourself. Don't forget to give yourself kudos for the little things, whether it's, you know, one more rep that day or you deferred the chocolate almond or, you, you know, like whatever it is. You parked a little further because you wanted a little extra cardio to walk into the grocery store whatever yeah. it is, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but yeah, I think it's just, you have to be able to know really what it is that you're wanting out of your goal. Yeah. Be realistic yeah. with yourself. And, um, it doesn't have to be perfect. I feel people go, okay, well, I'm going to go on this diet and I'm going to do it hundred percent. And then saving the spiral and they have some Oreo cookies. Well, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I just undid my whole week. So then there's some negative feedback going on and then they spiral and then they lose, but it's never, it doesn't never, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Just pick up where you left off, go back to your concepts and be consistent again. Great. So it's, you know what I mean? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's good that I think addressing that as well, because so many people start on a path and this is that time of year because we're talking kind of um, mid to late January. And this is usually right. the time yeah. where people have done the res- uh, resolutions and this is where they feel like, oh, I've fallen off. So I'm off instead of now. Maybe the, maybe it's the time to kind of just stay focused and, you know, push that push that to the side. Absolutely. Um, uh, so plans for this year, I, I mean, before we go into how people can connect with you and things is that, do you have any uh, kind of big, big goals yourself this year?
2: Well, I'll be honest, the auction thing was probably my number one goal. So that came at a really early part of this year. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still like dancing around the kitchen about that one. Um, I'd like to, ironically, I'd like to start my own podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been doing some work with that and, um, the, uh, the Magnum team, um, they're a fantastic company work for like, they're amazing and and authentic and genuine everything that i just really really enjoy um so yeah i would like to do some more work with them Mm -hmm. and uh i think just kind of see where the whole ambassadorship for um oxygen is gonna go yeah i have thought about competing again and it would look like july if i did it Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i think uh i think i'm just gonna kind of feel it out and see where things are going but uh I have
1: a feeling that might happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's it. You got a lot of things going on, but um, you know, being open to it is is part of it too, right? Is yeah, uh, you don't want it so locked in. So, um, yeah. so if people are trying to kind of you know get in touch with you, maybe follow some of your stuff, and maybe even connect with you from a coaching perspective, things like that. What are the best ways of doing that?
2: Yeah. So, if anyone's interested in um, just exploring options or programs with JackFit, it's yeah. uh, my website is jackfit.ca. Um there's several programs. There's the six-week transformation challenge, which I think is probably the most popular and the most fun. Um, I have one-to-one, I have photo shoot prep, I have um, competition prep, all different programs. So um, if you are interested or you just kind of don't know what your goal is, but that might help kind of steer you in the right way, just take a look at that website. I'm on um, Instagram, my fitness page is Jack underscore so I am on there as well. Uh, Facebook is connected to that. So there's another way of means. Um, but um, yeah, really, I, I try to get back to most people right away if they message me on my website only because um, I'm on it 24 seven. So I'm more likely to get back to that really quickly. Yeah. Um, but I encourage anyone that um, even if it's, you know, a, a direct message on Instagram, which I get quite often, I'll um, either shoot you my website or I'll give you some direct feedback right then and there. So
1: sous oh. Well, what we'll do is we'll put those in the show notes as well, so um, so people when they get that they can they can go right through to that and uh, um, yeah, absolutely take a look, especially at the website. Lots of uh, great uh, programs on there and ways to be able to connect with you. So um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now. We have great people every week, um, just like Jacqueline. So um, uh, you know, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I know uh, you know it's you've got tons going on, so really appreciate you taking the time with us today. No,
2: my pleasure. I really appreciate having platforms like this i think it's just if you can take something away from it or something that it motivates you why not right so
1: absolutely
0: i appreciate
1: it no problem at all and and uh we will talk to everybody again on big idea big moves
0: thanks for listening to the big idea big moves podcast be sure to drop us a comment on apple podcasts and follow us on instagram at big idea underscore big moves we love to hear your feedback Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.